Welcome to Rhema for Today. You see, because we were taught, if you're born again, then you're born of the Spirit. Now that much is true. But see, the problem is a lot of times some statements of, are half true and half false. If you accept all of it as being true, then it messes you up. Now, if you're born again, then you're born of the Spirit, then you do have the Holy Ghost. That's true. But here's what's untrue. So that's all there is, period. See, there's no more. But now wait a minute. Were these people here before Peter and John went down there and laid hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost? Were they saved? Were they born again? If they were, they were born of the Spirit, weren't they? See? This is a section of Scripture that helped me, I think, as much or more than anything else to see that the experience of being filled with the Holy Ghost or receiving. She said they laid their hands on Him and they received the Holy Ghost. Is an experience subsequent to salvation. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagen on his teaching, Praying with All Kinds of Prayer, Volume 5, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagen for today's message. What subject do you want to take up first? Well, they said, their main spokesman said, that Holy Ghost business. I know right then they don't know a thing in the world about him. See? I said, what do you want to know about him? Because see, Jesus said, I'll pray the Father and he, 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 the Father, he, will send you or give you another comforter that he, he, the other comforter, he may abide with you forever. I said, what do you want to know about him? They said, what is it? Holy Ghost ain't it. It's him. Amen. Amen. So they said, what is it? I said, you tell me. Now remember that big Bible, that they pointed to it, said, that's, there it is right there in your hand. Jesus said, my words, their spirit and their life. He said, that's it, the Bible. Oh, I said, I'm sure glad you told me. I always wondered what that was that fell on Cornelius while Peter's preaching. <laughs> Acts 10, 44 said, while Peter yet speaking him, the Holy Ghost fell on him. I said, if the Bible had fell on him as big as mine, especially after falling all the way from heaven, I might have knocked them all out. <laughs> the main spokesman got up and said, let's go home to the others. I said, I don't blame you. I believe I stayed home. I didn't know no more about the New Testament than you do. Needed them a little bit, you know. I've outgrown some of those things. Some of them, not all of them. <laughs> I thought you might like that. Where were we? Yeah. So then in the 19th chapter of Acts, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus to find certain disciples. He said, you received the Holy Ghost since you believe. They said, we've not so much heard whether it be in the Holy Ghost. He said, in whose baptism were you baptized? And they said, John's. Well, they wound up down there in about the sixth verse, but Paul laid his hands on them. The Holy Ghost came on them. They spake with tongues and prophesied. So that happened 20 years. See, Acts 2, they filled the Holy Ghost and been to speak with tongue. 10 years afterwards, 10 years after Acts 2, Carnese to his household, the Gentiles, received the Holy Ghost, spake with tongues and magnified God. 20 years after the day of Pentecost, the 19th chapter of Acts, Paul laid hands on them. They received the Holy Ghost, spake with tongues and prophesied. 
Now then, there are only two other instances given in the scriptures about folks receiving the Holy Ghost, you see. Here are these three. It very definitely stated that they spoke with tongues, didn't it? All right, another one is the ninth chapter of Acts. Remember? Just calling to your remembrance. There was uh, this certain disciple in Damascus named Ananias, and to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, he said, I'm here, Lord, set her eyes and go to the street called Straight, and inquire in the house of one for Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth, and is seen in a vision the man coming in and putting his hand, the man named Ananias coming and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. 17th verse said, after Ananias had argued with the Lord a little bit, uh, 17th verse said, and Ananias entered in and putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord even Jesus that appeared to thee in the way as thou camest has sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, now, it doesn't say there that he spoke with tongues, but we know he did. How do we know it? Well, there's 14 chapter 1 Corinthians, where we took our text from. 14 chapter 1 Corinthians, notice that it said, Paul himself said, I thank my God that I speak with tongues more than ye all. Doesn't he say that? Amen. I said, doesn't he say that? Amen. Well, thank God if he spoke with tongues more than you all. I wonder when he started speaking with tongues. I mean, you wouldn't have to be too smart. You'd have to believe that he's just like the rest of them. He started speaking with other tongues when he's filled with the Holy Ghost, wouldn't you? Amen. Well, then there's only one other. There's only one other incident where people receive this experience in the Acts of the Apostles. And that's, of course, as you know, in the 8th chapter of the Acts, and you start reading with the fifth verse, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. They gave heed unto him, both hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For many unclean spirits came out crying with a loud voice. Many of the sick of the palsy were healed, and that were lame were healed, and there's great joy in the city. Now when they believed the preaching of Philip concerning the kingdom of God, the name of Jesus, they were baptized, both men and women. Now that must be baptized in water, because later on you see him receiving the Holy Ghost. Now then, Notice that the Word of God tells us in the 14th verse of that 8th chapter, Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the Word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he's fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So that must have been the water baptism. Then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Now, you see, I was reading after someone some time ago, and they said, well, sometimes you speak with tongues, sometimes you don't. These people here received the Holy Ghost and didn't speak with tongues. They stopped reading right there. Well, let's go on reading, though. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. That's Simon the sorcerer. Saying, give me also this power, that on whomsoever I lay hands he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Now, taking this scripture just for what it said, not trying to put my interpretation or your interpretation on it, let's notice something here. Because you see, we have different ideas in different churches, like for instance, I was born and raised in the Baptist church, Southern Baptist and I remember when I first heard them preach about being filled with the Spirit, speaking with tongues. I said, well, I believe in the Holy Ghost, all right, but I don't believe in this tongue business. And I'll put up with a little fanaticism to have a little fellowship around faith and healing. But 
You see, because we were taught, if you're born again, then you're born of the Spirit. Now, that much is true. But see, the problem is a lot of times some statements of, are half true and half false. If you accept all of it as being true, then it messes you up. Now, if you're born again, then you're born of the Spirit, then you do have the Holy Ghost. That's true. But here's what's untrue. So that's all there is, period. See, there's no more. But now, wait a minute. Were these people here before Peter and John went down there and laid hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost? Were they saved? Were they born again? If they were, they were born of the Spirit, weren't they? See? This is a section of Scripture that helped me, I think, as much or more than anything else to see that the experience of being filled with the Holy Ghost or receiving she said they laid their hands on him and they received the Holy Ghost. It is an experience subsequent to salvation. So were these people, the Samaritans, saved? Were they born again? Before Peter and John laid hands on them, they received the Holy Ghost. Well, first of all, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be down. The Bible said they believed and were baptized. Were they saved? Jesus said they were, didn't he? I said, didn't he? But then right on the other hand, what better witness could you have than somebody that's right in the middle of it? Now, while I'm talking, you just turn right on over to 1 Peter. And so I just simply asked Peter. Peter ought to know, shouldn't he? I mean, he was one of the ones that Jesus sent down, or that the apostles sent down there, Peter and John. Peter ought to know, so I asked Peter. Were these folks born again? Peter wrote me a letter. And he did you too. He wrote wrote it to all of us, didn't he? Now, what did he say? Look at 1 Peter, 1st epistle of Peter, 1st chapter. Look at the 23rd verse. Being born again. Being born again. Everybody say born again. Born again. See, we're talking about being born again now. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. All right. Go back to the 8th chapter. 8th chapter of Acts now. Being born again. Being born again. Everybody say born again. Born again. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible By the word of God. All right. Look at that 14th verse. Now when the apostles which are Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. Woo, glory. Peter said they're born again. Doesn't he? Doesn't he? But they don't have this experience. Thank God for the new birth. That's of foremost importance. All right. So then the the apostles which abode in Jerusalem heard that the Samaritans had received the word of God, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, even the word of God, by the word of God. Sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might be saved. Prayed for them that they might be born again. Prayed for them that they might become Christians. Prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. You are listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. 
you can find more resources that will change your life. So visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. I'd like to tell you about this month's special offer. This package consists of the book by Ken Hagen entitled Power Up, Getting Charged with God's Word. The next resource in this package is Lynette Hagen's four-CD series entitled Releasing God's Power Through Prayer. These great resources are at the special price of $21.95. That's $18 off the retail price. Don't delay. Call today. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. You can find out everything on rhema.org. Oh, yeah, us. it's about yes. all of our ministry. In fact, yes. if you want to, you can get uh, right there on rhema.org. You, you can get uh, past uh, rhema praise programs. Yes. If you've uh, missed one, you can go and, and watch it. It's right That's there. Right. It's archived. We have... Uh, our conferences that are not paid conferences, mm-hmm. like camp meeting, winter Bible seminar, they're, they're all archived. there. They're all archived. You can yes. go there and read them. We also have a channel on Roku. That's right. Uh, there's about 38,000 that have subscribed to that. So if mm-hmm. you've got a Roku, we got a channel there, and there's stuff running there all the time. And, of course, you can join us for live services on uh, Rhema.tv. That's right. Yes. Uh, Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time, mm-hmm. Sunday night at 6 Wednesday, Wednesday night, night, hour of power, seven day. That's so right. you can go there. Well, we better get out of here today. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing message on Praying with All Kinds of Prayer, Volume 5. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. <laughs> 